Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host and my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. The one carrying the load here. That's me. Load of shit. Well, no, I, do, I, I mean, I do carry loads. Have you seen the Publix, um, the public story? No. So, I'm um, speaking of loads. So, a woman ordered a cake online. Oh, no, I did see, for I their, did see this. For their child graduating uh, summa cum laude from somewhere. And Publix wouldn't write cum on the cake. It's hilarious. But mm-hmm. they will come on all the meats. It is May 21st, right? It's the 22nd. May 22nd. Our daughter's 18-month birthday. Our daughter's 18-month birthday. And you still think it's Thursday. And I still think it's Thursday. <laughs> I'm just going to repeat everything for the rest of the show. Uh, <laughs> it's May 22nd. 2018. 18? You were totally going to say a different year. I definitely was going to say a different year. Yeah, that's how we feel. It's uh, it's May 22nd, 1941. Uh, hey. Tying it in. You see how he did that? I like that. You see how he did that? If you're new, every single week we watch a movie, we talk about it, we BS about our lives, we argue, we bicker, we have fun. Uh, this week and, is... And those things are not mutually exclusive? No, never. This is our uh, Memorial Day episode. Um, that we painstakingly, we painstakingly try to come up with something, couldn't come up with anything, and then the box decided for us it was that fate. we would it was have fate. a war movie, quote unquote, movie, quote unquote, to watch. <laughs> um, spoiler alert. Um, what's going on? Life. Nothing. Nothing, nothing new. I, I went and saw Avengers again. The few and far between chances I have to watch movies. Uh, I had a day off. Me and Steve Real went and saw Avengers again. Mm-hmm. Um, just as good. I almost said something really mean, but I didn't say it. No, you uh, <laughs> could say it. So, no, uh, no, I no. call like you. You guys came and visited me at work after we were already closed. And oh, this I was what I was going to say. But that's fine. My boss thought that you guys uh, were robbing, robbing the bank, but that's neither here nor there. Um, we also went uh, around. Trying to collect stamps for uh, a comic book thing. It's neither here nor there. Steve and I had a really nerdy day together. It was glorious. And then you guys came in all the meats at Publix. No, we did not. We did not. Um, this week's episode 200. We've done this uh, no. 199 times. Next week's episode is 200. I said next week is episode 200. No, you said this week is no, 200. No, I didn't. You just didn't listen to me. I did listen to you. You want to stop this and roll it back? No. Proof that you said this week's no. episode is 200. No, when everyone hears that I said next week is 200. Yeah, because you're going to edit it to be like that. No, no. No no editing required. Okay, all right. I bet you $100. Uh, 
It's that's my money you're betting with. And my money is your money. No. I have my own stash of money. Why are you already handing? Why are you asking for a handout already? Ah, it's to shake your hand for the bet. I don't want to shake your hand. Yeah, because you know that you're wrong. No, I just don't want to touch you. So we watched <laughs> this film called 1941. We watched it on Sunday, right? Yeah. God, it's a pen. It's a brand new pen. Hey, Wells Fargo, have better fucking pens. You can't pay me enough. Better bleep that out. But fucking, I don't give a shit. (laughs) You don't pay me enough. You buy these shitty pens. They're putting the rest of your your salary towards these pens. Look at this. The first thing I literally took the wrapping off of this. Look at how like unbold that fucking writing is. It's horrible. It's a fine. It's a it's a it's a fine point pen. It's a shit point pen. It's a fine point pen. Man, fuck that. We watched 1941. So I'm gonna I just s- said that. A surly move. Well, I'm now you're, you're just it. mean now. It's a Steven Spielberg film. Back-to-back Spielberg. You wouldn't be able to tell if I hadn't told Includes you. Includes the theatrical and extended versions. God, what was the extended version? Whew. I don't want to know. I don't want to find out. Pandemonium erupts in Los Angeles after the World War II attack on Pearl Harbor in the wartime spoof 1941, directed by Steven Spielberg. Starring Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, this epic comedy souffle, oh, sorry, this epic comedy souffle features lavish, lavish special effects and screwball characters in an all-star extravaganza set on the streets of Hollywood. Uh, as hysterical, yeah, as hysterical Californians, this movie literally made me forget how to fucking read. As hysterical so. Californians prepare for an imagined Japanese invasion, a motley crew of defenders attempt to guard their beloved. Palm Tree Line Coast. Had actually Motley Crue been the cast of this? It would have been better. It would have been more. Let's see Mick Mars and Tommy Lee's dick just handling everything. So, so we've had almost 200 episodes of this show, and I think you've only read the back of the box without a mistake three times. That's that's still wrong. You are worse than I am. I am not. Okay, so I will shake your hand on this. No. No, for episode, from episode 200... For the next 50, until we do, like, the next, like, special issue, okay. uh, edition. From episode 200 to 250, we'll see who fucks up on the back of the box the least. And what's the prize? Uh, that $100 you were talking about. It's my money. It's my money. What's the point? The, pr- the loser has to buy something for the other person. You buy me shit all the time. What, what incentive is there for me? Uh, all right, fine. Fine, fine, fine. So, think of this like the My Big Fat Greek Wedding Troll 2 bet. So... Whoever the whoever wins, the winner of the bet gets to buy any movie at all, mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. to be watched for the podcast. Put at the top of the queue. Yeah, it's it's immediately watched. It's episode two fifty one. So from two hundred to two fifty. Yeah, whoever fucks up reading the pa- the package the most uh, loses. Is the loser. Yes. Deal. Deal. So this movie's a pile of shit. <laughs> that deal we made was the most interesting thing that happened. Yeah. In the last three days of you know, us. It's funny. Movie. So when we drew this, um, we referenced. Uh, I don't know how. He always comes up. The Podfather of Arcade Audio, Rich Camelucci. Um, pretty much because John Belushi's in this, and Rich Camelucci's in this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. John Belushi died, so Rich Camelucci could be in this on this planet. It was a necessary sacrifice. Oh my god, that sounds so. Morbid? That's like really morbid. I mean, let's be fair. What what year did Belushi man, die? Man, he's, it was actually like in 1980, it's like 1983 or something. Like it's a couple years before Rich. Yeah, okay. three or four years. 
Man, I almost doesn't really mean to almost make me lose a best friend, but I won't say it. Although, I was going to say, although, let's be fair. He's Jim. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. He would never forgive you. Oh, no. He's going to hear this. I'm not editing that shit out. Uh, so, um, when I was just at the bachelor party uh, a couple weekends ago, I'd mentioned that this was on the docket. Or I think he'd listened to the episode that we drew this. I, I don't remember either one. And he looked at me and goes, oh, hey, by the way, 1941 sucks. Great. <laughs> and I'm like, Fantastic. Hadn't watched it was for, I think it was like an add-on, like I needed to, like an extra movie for a deal at Best Buy or Walmart or something, I don't fucking remember. And I was like, oh yeah, that movie. I've heard things. Spielberg. Belushi. It's Aykroyd. It's got a, it's got a wicked cool cast. Let's, let's do it. <sighs> That's not. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad decision on your part. No, it's, um... it was a commercial and critical flop. But you gotta consider, this came out immediately after Jaws and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There's not much. That, that, can, that can be up at yeah, that level. And this was we'll bef- get to And those. this was right before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, this is... You know what? I, I think if you're batting 750, that's alright. You know what I mean? Um, this is just incredibly misguided and poor it, it's on it's on many lists of like not worst movie ever made but like worst very bad films made. so the movie i'm i'm re uh the, uh the movie i'm reading the the book i'm reading about the guy's quest to find like the worst movie watching you know 365 bad movies um he watches this and he says like like it's not it's not the worst movie ever made like you know it like, like the lavish special effects like the effects are really good they love blowing a lot of shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it it's still directed by Spielberg, so it still has some kind of craftsmanship to it. Right. Um, but it's it's number one. If I can uh, can agree with Stanley Kubrick, who saw the film and enjoyed it, he was a weird guy. But he awesome. said, "This is this is not a comedy." Did you laugh? Not that I can recall off the top of my head. I chuckled. Maybe, at, yeah. Maybe I chuckled once, at one twice. thing for like this screwball farce. You know, like all those moments just don't hit. They just don't. They don't. Um, there's which is sad because they have the talent to do it. Sure. This cast is like an all-star freaking cast. This was written by Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis, who wrote Back to the Future. Like, uh, like there's no reason... You gotta reason, get the shit out of the way at like, some point, I there's, guess. There's no... Like, it befuddles me how this just doesn't and didn't work. It, like, you watch it, and there's just so many... This reminded me a lot of like a sketch movie, like of Kentucky Fried Movie or something that was... Oh, we'll get there. That was very... That was like... Everyone had all these like bits and all these characters in mind. And none of them necessarily like fit into one another. And they just like put it all in one movie. So it's kind of like... This is like Rat Race in war times, but Rat Race is better. The fact that you can say, like, the movie Rat Race is better than a Steven Spielberg, Robert Zemeckis, John Belushi, Bob Gale, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, Ned Beatty, who am I missing? 
Robert Stack, Christopher Lee, who doesn't even recognize him, because he's a Nazi surrounded by Asian people the whole time, <laughs> is, is flabbergasted. But am I wrong? No. Exactly. No, you're not. This was a really long two hours. We almost recorded on Sunday. Like, Jillian... Like we really wanted to. Jillian almost allowed us for the first time in weeks or months mm-hmm. to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And then we sat... Like, we had other things to do. We sat down, and then she acted up, and, like, we had to go up and get her. Um, so two days removed. Honestly... I don't even remember watching. I know. Like, I blocked so much of it out. And because it wasn't memorable, it didn't stay with you. And while I was watching it, I was openly trying to find things to do to preoccupy myself. Yeah. Like, like there was, I forget what Jillian did at one point. I'm like, I'm just going to, like, watch her. Like, I watch her all the time. Like, fucking pick her feet and, you know, like, like, like put the Shove same crayons, crayons up her nose. in the wrong hole of her damn toy over and over again. And I was like, it's riveting. And and it just yeah I just you know it just kept going. It, it just too. didn't have an impression on me, except that I wasted those two hours of my life. Even like so, this movie's gonna get a better score than like the worst movies we've watched for this podcast. Like is like can I rate this better than Pocket Ninjas? Like I have to. Well, it's... but Pocket Ninjas will hold my attention because of how astronomically bad and like bonkers it is. Yeah. This movie is like more offensive to me because of what little merit not the Pocket Ninjas has merit what little merit it personally has to my taste and my it just has, my like There's nothing engaging time. about it. Like, I don't get sucked into it's a wa- it. I like you said, watch it was a waste it. of time. It was just a waste of time. It was just a really big waste of time. I got too much shit to do to be wasting two hours watching a ki- this kind of movie and then an hour talking about us. Three hours. You know how much stuff I can get done in three hours? They spent like 250 days making this movie, which is hilarious. And I'm going to spend 250 <laughs> days trying to forget I ever watched it. I don't it. even have to. I don't even have oh, to. Oh, yeah. Two days forgetting I watched Let's it. Let's summarize briefly like every, like all I, I of... don't think I could. The only thing that I remember from this movie is that some girl... Got real hot when she was up in a plane, wanted to so, fuck everybody. So you had, and that's the, really all I remember. So you had, there's also way too many. Like, yeah, there's too hey, many characters. Want to complain about the fucking like Marvel movies, like Avengers having too many fucking characters? Fuck you. At least they didn't look alike and act alike. Like, like trying, in this movie, they look alike and they act alike. You can't tell them apart. I thought Treat Williams was four different people, <laughs> and I'm just like, look, he's just that one football player who lost his brain on SVU. That's all. That's that guy, and he's also the substitute. One of the substitutes. I don't remember if Treat Williams or Tom Berenger is the original substitute. I really should know that. I'm sorry for not knowing that. The substitute's probably going to be what I buy the whole series when you lose the bet. And Slim Pickens is also in this, so it's another Slim Pickens <laughs> war movie. More like Plump Pickens by this point. <laughs> Look, Slim got old. Uh, Slim got fat. So, like, like I just want to show you. So I don't I'm, need I'm, to know. No, no, I'm cutting off the word cast. But, like, that's all, like, the linked cast in Wikipedia. And, like, normally it's, like, normally it takes more to scroll through because they have, ex- like... Extra. Uh, like, oh, no, they have, uh, they have descriptions of, like, like, either the character or they have, like, you know, trivia or tidbits Something, of what they did. Yeah, yeah. They don't have this here. But just all the fucking people they needed to reference. And I purposely, like, throughout the whole movie, I'm trying to, like, keep up with, like... All right, who's fucking who? Because there's so many, like, just, like, fucking old white dudes and, like, people who I, like, are, like, 
are not famous to us because like we're younger, but like mm-hmm. I know like they probably meant something. So I literally let the credits roll because I just felt like it was gonna be one of those movies that had like the credits with the people's like pictures and the names on them, which was I always love when they do that. Um, so you can identify who yeah. it is. Yeah. And then I got pissed off all over again when they gave the dummy because there's a ventriloquist dummy in this, which we'll get to later. Um, referenced in the it as well. So, um, so yeah, so you had the, you had the captain, um, Captain Loomis, and you had, uh, his girl, or the girl that he was interested in, I don't even remember, like... The girl who was with that other guy? Yeah, no, 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 they were the ones, I'm talking about the, the... The people, the girl who was hot for planes. Oh, she's one of the bone and planes. The other one. No, no, no. That's that's Treat Williams was the like the private or the corporal. I'm so confused. Also, I'm really bad at military rank, so that doesn't (laughs) help. Um, The corp Treat Williams was the corporal who was going after um, the the daughter of Ned Beatty, um, and her like hefty sister was the one that like actually liked him kept pursuing him, and then there was, like, some dish boy. Who was dancing. Who just didn't know how to fucking dress, but he was a great dancer, who, like, the father didn't approve of. But they, like, but she liked him, so they yeah. kept going off together. But, like, he kept trying to, like, kidnap her, or rape her, or, like, or No, the other guy her, was trying to rape her. Or, wait, the other was, guy was real rapey. No, 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 I was, like... <laughs> he was real rapey. At, like, I can understand who's on first better than this. Um, and trigonometry. We who's on first right now. No. I used to know it by heart. Um, so you had that story. Don't forget you had the actual Japanese who were... What? Who were, like, coming to, like, blow Hollywood up, but, like, couldn't find it? So they found Hollis Hollywood yeah, Wood? Yeah, they found that guy. Uh, so they found Slim Pickens. Mind you, I had high hopes because the movie starts with a Jaws parody, which is ballsy when you parody your own fucking movie. It's also a lot of hubris. Because uh, Steven Spielberg's a douchebag. Also, but like, if he did it now, it would have been like, ah, yeah, okay, cool. You did that like then four years ago. it was like... It was like half a decade ago. <laughs> it was like five years. Wait, when did 1941 come out? It had to come out in... It came out in 80... It came out in 79. 79. And Jaws came out in 74? 75? Yeah, Jaws came out in 75. So it was four years after Jaws. You can't parody your own movie four years after you did it. I don't care if it's the biggest movie of all time. Yeah, but Steven Spielberg is Steven Spielberg. He a, is arguably the best director yeah. in It's the same ever, woman. Ever. It's the same girl, same woman. Mm-hmm. That woman just like showing her titties in water. Um and like he and I was like, okay. I like I was like, okay, that's that's clever. And then it just like deteriorates. Um so you have the whole subplot of the Japanese and, like, the Nazi. At one point, don't the Japanese, like, just turn on the Nazi and they just, like, go yeah, home yeah, yeah, or something? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, then you have, like, Dan Aykroyd's platoon uh, who just... I, I, I thought they were all high and drunk and weren't really in the army. Like, that's kind of the vibe again. No, that was John Belushi's character. He was uh, Wild Bill Kelso who just kept fucking... Like, he blows that... Was it a diner or a gas station? Up? He's basically Randy Quaid's character from Independence Day. But he's still on the job. Um, then you had the major, Robert Stack, who's supposed to be like in charge of everything. But he's just go, going off and watching Dumbo. 
right? Like, he was, like, just watching Dumbo at one point, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm not imagining that. No, no, he was, um, yeah. And then... That was the most enjoyable part of this. Just Robert Stack enjoying Dumbo. I just would have rather no, watch just Robert... Dumbo. <laughs> just watching just, Dumbo. Just the scenes from Dumbo. The racist the crows. ass crows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. What was I going to reference? Oh, so, um, not to, to dip our toe into Potswoggle stuff, but WWE this week had, like, a big, like... Uh, deal with Fox and they're getting like billions of dollars for TV rights and stuff and I made the joke in our text chat that I just can't wait for Disney to just buy WWE because Disney's just going to buy everything eventually and then the text chain just became a litany of like WWE Disney puns like the Jinder Mahal of presidents Um, (laughs) Dumbo Dallas Um, and then uh talking about how, like, they would rename Space Mountain Ric Flair Mountain because it's a thing Ric Flair talked about as promos. And I was like, I read that as... I thought of that as Splash Mountain, and that's even funnier and more disgusting. And then I just wanted to redo Splash Mountain with everything Ric Flair. And I wanted to make Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard those racist-ass crows <laughs> in Splash Mountain. It was funny to me. Uh, roundabout way of getting back to this movie. Uh, because we have we to distract yeah. you at some point. And then you had those two fucking guys on the fucking Ferris wheel. Oh, yeah, who the hell were they? One of them was Eugene from Greece. Herbie Kalsminski. He was her, he, he was in Greece, right? He was the nerd Eugene in the movie Greece. He is, was, will be every nerd and everything ever, and we'll get to him later. Um, yeah, when we watch the movie Greece. Like, I don't, I, like, I don't, I, I'm at a it, it was too much. Too many moving pieces. It was and I know too it, madcap. I, I know that it tackled this uh, huge, huge uh, historical event that happened. You know, when, when America sure. entered World War II, we were attacked by the Japanese. I get it. I get that it's a tough movie to, to, to do, a tough subject to tackle. You know, you have Black Hawk Down that tackled it. Mm-hmm. We talked about it when we were trying to figure out the Memorial Day show that all of them kind of circled around this. And um, I feel like it would have been more appropriate for those movies to come out, you know, in December uh, because that's actually when Pearl Harbor happened. But that's neither here nor there. What's here is that it was too much. They tried to squeeze too much, too many perspectives into this movie to try to get the point across. When I feel like if they had stuck with one of these, and I know you have all these moving pieces to also make it funny and crazy and zany, but it was too much and you weren't able to focus. I feel like if they had just picked one, either Dan Aykroyd's crew or the dancing dish boy boy or the Ferris wheel guys, like if you picked one and just really stuck with it and expanded it and cut out all the others, I think that that would have built those characters because I didn't know the you know Susie Q from Slim Pickens like I didn't know anybody mm-hmm. so I, I wasn't invested in it I think that that's what the issue is yeah it's it's just way out of control with no real focus um it's it almost was turned into a musical imagine if all and with all this it had been a musical that would have been an absolute disaster beyond what this already is as a disaster Ugh. um there's one other point I wanted to point out um, when I was reading notes about the movie. It's, there's just so much unnecessary, like, like 
like all the pratfalls, like and all the explosions. This is like the earliest Michael Bay movie of all time because there's just so much like destruction and explosions for like no redeeming quality or like no payoff whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's funny because like uh, so originally Spielberg wanted either Charlton Heston or John Wayne for the Robert Stack character. They both wouldn't do because of how un-American it is. Not only this, but another movie that was on TV the other day uh, pointed out how hard it's, like, the next 10... It already is hard, but the next 10 to 20 years of, of like, watching old movies is going to be about how poorly a lot of them have aged just based off of where we are in the world now. What was the movie we were watching the other day that was... Oh, well, not the other day, but, like, in, even, like, Teen Wolf. Like, I, I, I love it to death. I want to hold it at night. But, um, you know, just, like, there's mm. parts of... And in 16 Kegels. 16 Kegels. Yeah, 16 Kegels. <laughs> 16 Kegels. 16 Kegels. Um, there's so much of that that just doesn't hold up because of, like, the time that it was made as it relates yeah. to race and sex and, you know, everything. And even this, like... Yeah, I get it. it. It was World War Two. Look, my grandfather fought in World War Two. He joined World War Two because his brother was killed in Pearl Harbor. You know, but like, it's still hard to to watch a movie that is very offensive to a a, a very targeted group of people. Yes, as this is. I mean, this was 30, I think the movie is 1941, so I should be able to easily do the math, 38 years after the actual bombing of Pearl Harbor. Um, but there's a lot more, like, I was watching fucking Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's like the, like the simplest, most easy thing to fucking watch. You don't even have to turn your brain off to watch the movie. You have to take your brain out of your fucking skull to watch that movie. Yeah. And there's like one part where like they hug and like they, they like they back off and they call each other fags. And I'm like... Oh, it just sucks. Like, it just sucks. And it's just going to keep happening more and more. Like, like we're just going to see more and more movies, and we're just going to be like, oh, I really wish that... Like that they made a different decision I, I really there. wish or... that people knew what people know now. Like Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I really agree. I think that that's a fair point, so too. For, so for every, like, John Belushi slur that's in this fucking thing, and... You know. Yeah, but it's also a sign of the times, you know? That's why a lot I of... I know, it doesn't make it really we, easier to enjoy or watch. Like, we, it takes we, me out of it. I, I I, can see that, but I mean, this also goes back to the discussion that we had previously of, you know, remaking movies, and a lot of times they say, you couldn't make this movie yeah. today. You shouldn't make this movie today. Or you couldn't make the movie that we made today 50 years ago, or right. whatever the case is. Because it is different circumstance, and you learn more and more every day, and... You know, we just have to make sure that we acknowledge those things. And, and I think what, especially, you know, being as fair as we can to the show, yes, it's about our enjoyment level, but we also have to put in mind, okay, I'm watching this movie in 2000 and, you know, 18, 19, yeah. 20, whatever. It was made, you know, however many years ago. So we have to kind of remove ourselves for a minute and say, okay, in this time, this was revolutionary because of this or whatever it is. Because going back, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. You're always going to be able to say, oh, the movie could have been better. But I don't think that that's necessarily fair. I mean, look, if we watch 
Gone with the Wind, when we finally get to watch Gone with the Wind, there's a lot of controversy that surrounds that movie because even, of the even inherent back then. racism. Yeah. Even back then, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even worse today. I mean, watching it today, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but I'm sure it will be just yeah. apparent and abhorrent, which it should be, but at that time, in that movie, in that context, it was more forgivable. Yeah. So... All that being said, there's nothing forgivable about what they've done in this movie, okay? Let's just get that straight. What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Uh, this Look, it was just a clusterfuck. Let's just get it over with, okay? It was a clusterfuck. Not the good kind of clusterfuck, but the bad kind of clusterfuck. The, I didn't enjoy it. There's even like little gags that like are supposed to be meant to be like Easter eggs or like winks at like, and they just like are so unnecessary that like, like you see them and it like, I'm like, why did you even go there? So, um, the one, there's like a one, like one of the restaurant or like fight scenes or diner scenes or whatever. Cause it's hard. So fucking hard to remember. Um, and it's not because we watched it two days ago. It's because like, I wouldn't have remembered immediately after we watched it. Yeah. I know it's not the, the ballroom scene where, like, the sailors are fighting the soldiers. But, like, at some point, somebody gets thrown through something, and there's a guy there eating, like, spaghetti. And, like... I do not remember It's literally spaghetti. a second. I don't remember The guy spaghetti. eating spaghetti is John Belushi in, in like, get in, like a makeup thing. He, he just wanted to be a second character. And it's like, that's such a waste. Like, what was the point of that? Just for him to be like, whoa, own spaghetti? I've watched that for 11 years. That's not funny to me anymore. Um, <laughs> um, same thing with, same thing with there's two, sh- two soldiers, like, they're either sitting at the base of a cannon, or they're, like, observing something, and they're on a fucking boat. Again, it's so hard to remember. It's Michael McKeon and David Lander, Lenny and Squiggy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you recognize Michael McKeon. No one fucking ever is Squiggy. Um, <laughs> right? It's the, wait, hold on. Did I get them right? Is he Lenny or is he Squiggy? Hold on. He's, yeah, he's Squiggy, of course. Of course he's Squiggy. And it's like, I'm like, oh, that's Michael McKeon. I think it's that other dude. Eh. And then it's gone, and you don't even have time to, like... Process it, yeah. I, I just, get that. What did you like about this movie? Was there said, a looked... scene or a character? No. Okay, so you like the... I I did like one character, and I did like one performance who will be my MVP, which we'll get to here in just a minute. Um, I still didn't like like the general... It was like a a side and a distraction, you know? But it... I thought it was fine. Um, Like I said, like, hey, they they blew shit up really well. It looked fine, you know? Yeah. But that was it. I mean, It's a lot of fragments that they jammed together to make a two-hour movie. It was like a really extended herald. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Like, you know, if you had like the three kind of, three, four, however many like main people and you kept cycling back to them, it's kind of like a, a, a really long herald. So people who didn't know how to cut scenes, sweep scenes, um, and like they didn't edit it down. You know, I feel like this movie could have been 30 minutes shorter and would have been a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, like I'm like I'm I'm even reading through the plot on Wikipedia. I'm just like, there's nothing to talk about. Oh wait, so 
he wanted to go out with her, but then this other guy wanted to rape her, and then this it's, person. It's the river just like just, like steal her away. Like even this He's is very out of forceful. order. There's something in like the fifth paragraph that happens in the first ten minutes of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. And I'm just like, what? And That's... then and then of course like Dan Ecker gets knocked out at the like the he's the only like normal one if that makes sense I don't even know if Dan Aykroyd's supposed to be funny that's really just a, a summation of Dan Aykroyd's like 40 <laughs> years of fame on this fucking planet but um like there's one part you know like cause he always like is making like these like little mini speeches or like you know we can't be fighting ourselves and that kind of thing and then he gets knocked loopy and acts kind of weird so this fucking dish boy uh wally fuck is then the one like leading the charge and like you know He's trying a dish boy. To, trying to help the 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 um ragtag group of men. Yeah. Also, this also happens on Christmas, by the way. You don't really remember what? that until the end of the movie when Ned Beatty, whose house has been torn down because he's he kept driving this tank back and forth throughout it, tries to hang a wreath up on the wall, and then the whole house like frame like falls down and everyone just dances at the end. Um, and in the middle of plumbing and the house flying off the cliff and they're all shitting and pissing and they say the aristocrats aristocrats fuck <laughs> did i up. watch a different movie than you you don't remember the end of the movie i don't remember anything about this movie so so all right so i'm gonna try to briefly no, like recap all of to. it you don't need to again you're good don't worry about it don't worry like, about it don't worry 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 about it it's okay I got it. The I woman think I got nope nope nope. The woman nope, who's nope, fucking nope, the plane. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh and Tim Matheson land in the little Brea tar pit because of John Belushi. John Belushi gets kidnapped by some Asian people. He's never heard or seen from again. He actually didn't die, he's just chilling out in Japan. Um it's a documentary. And then like the Japanese like retreat. I know at one point the Ferris wheel Gets sunk. I, I know that. It got sunk. Yeah. Um, and, like, the dummy is, like, drowning. Thank God. Because that's hilarious. And then... Because wood doesn't float or anything. Yeah, like, like the like the major goes to work Ned Beatty... Because remember, like, Ned Beatty's, like, they're housing this tank in, like, the middle of, like, their yard. And he tries to, like, fight back. And, you know, he demolishes most of the house. And he gives this big speech, and he's like, you're not going to let them tear us down on Christmas. And he, like... Puts the wreath, he handles one nail into the, the, the wreath, and the entire house just slides down a cliff and explodes. Kind of a euphemism for the whole fucking film. <laughs> and then everyone, like, starts, like, arguing, fighting. I think somebody's dancing. And then Robert Sack leaves, and he says, like, it's going to be a long war. Ha-ha, but I'm sure. Let's get the fuck out of here. Ah. You remember? Now. Cool. MVP and LVP. Let's start with LVP. It's going to be that dummy. I hate, I hate dummies. Can we just talk about that? Look, I'm Can we just all talk for about a that? good I ventriloquist. Hate... Okay. I liked that one that we saw on the on that cruise we went on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I liked that. Yeah. Like, I like, I don't mind ventriloquists because I like, mm-hmm. like, Darcy Lynn and she had it from America's Got Talent. She had those, those mm-hmm. puppets. I don't like the wooden dummies, like, slappy. Like, slappy, yeah. Don't like them. Don't. Yeah. Oh, Darcy Lynn's coming here actually in July. Oh fuck. Doctor Phillips, I know you don't want to go see her. No, I'm. I'm 31 years old. There is something seriously wrong with me if I come to you and say, "Hey, you want to go see this uh, teenage girl sing with some puppets?" That's weird. That's incredibly weird. You already bought tickets. I'm so sorry. Happy <laughs> Father's Day. 
do you even know me? Um, yeah, so, uh, what's the dummy's name? Yeah, Eddie Deason. The, um, shut up. <laughs> Eddie Deason is the, um... The nerd. Uh, the fucking worst. He's he's just bad. He just sounds like that. And I know that's sad and bad, but guess what? That means you're the least valuable person in anything. <laughs> um and like, there's a, there's a lot of bad in this. But like every, like he like he was talking and I was like that's not that guy. Like like what? Like huh? Why? Huh? It was just like an odd choice. It was like um oh, I had an example. It seems like a fucking sketch thing. Like, honestly, it was like, oh, and let's throw some comic relief here. Make him super nerdy. He was so... I also thought he was, like, mentally challenged as well, which didn't help. I don't know, but, like, were they supposed to be this, like, like spying? I think they were. lookouts? They worked for somebody. The other guy, honestly, I'm looking at the cast right now. I couldn't even tell you who the other guy was. I have no idea who the other person was in that... In that, um, uh, fucking, on that fucking Ferris wheel. Ferris I couldn't remember the name of Ferris wheel just now. Um, he was just so fucking obnoxious. And this guy, you know, he's been a uh, voice actor. He's been, have you ever heard a nerd voice in anything? He's the name of, what's his name? Um, the villain in Dexter's Laboratory. Um, not Dexter, not Dee Dee, obviously. Um, the other, the other nerd, Nerdenheimer kid, you know who I'm talking about. I, I do. I don't yeah. know the name. And like you said, he was in Greece. He was in a bunch of stuff. Like, he somehow wasn't in Revenge of the Nerds. Because they're like, you're too nerdy. When you get told you're too nerdy for a movie that's got the word nerd in the title, quit everything you've ever done. Um, Let's see. Yeah, just... Like, I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, oh no, like... This guy, so this is, I want to read, just to reiterate how much of an LVP this guy is and everything. The first paragraph of his personal life section on Wikipedia. Deason still lives in Hollywood where, according to him, quote, along with my unemployment checks and residuals, I will continue living the great American dream, getting paid while doing absolutely nothing. Fuck this toilet hugger. Uh, <laughs> I'm making that. Oh, he's also like the biggest Beatles fan of all time. Good for he tried to give away a $100 prize online for a difficult Beatles trivia. We said nobody could ever claim the prize because no one could get them all right. I call bullshit. I want this guy's fucking bones to collapse. Either <laughs> via a punch or from osteoporosis. Because i just banking on him not taking good care of himself. Do you have anybody else? No, no. Okay, good. Wanted to make sure we're on the same... He did a lot of cartoons. Yeah, I mean, because that's Johnny his voice. Bravo, Recess, Dexter's Lab, Mandark. Mandark, that's the character's fucking Mandark. Uh, Life with Louie, Brave Little Toaster to the Rescue. Yeah, like he has I that mean, fucking voice. Yeah, yeah, he's done a lot of TV movies and uh, voice acting for, for animated yeah. movies. Um, um, here, so. Other people I wasn't, like, I wasn't a big fan of... Um, so anybody related to, like, you know, the dishwasher kid and, like, his girl and Treat Williams and the sister or her friend who was chasing after him, fuck them all. Um, I mean, it, it's hard, like, and, like, so those are the people who, like, are out and out, like, didn't like. Everybody else, I just didn't, like. I wasn't invested in. Have, like, Dan Aykroyd was fine. 
whatever, you know. Um, Ned Beatty normally is good, you know. Mm-hmm. Fine. Uh, Lorraine Gray, Lorraine Gary, sorry. Um, fucking, fucking Mrs. Brody from Jaws like was resigned to just like kind of yelling and doing nothing. John Candy barely talks. Um, Tim Matheson is kind of, you know, does everything he can being saddled with having sex with a gear shift. Um, yeah, I mean, I, my MVP, I have it down to two. Do you have any thoughts in the matter? No. Okay. So originally I thought John Belushi was going to be my MVP. Mm-hmm. Just because, and to his credit, like John Belushi is John Belushi. He is always going to be on. He's always going to appear to give 110%. Like, there's a shot in the movie where, like, he falls off the plane and it legitimately happens and he had to go to the hospital and then it's left it in the fucking movie because it just fit his character. That sounds like yeah. a compliment. Kind of isn't. But that's just who John fucking Belushi is. Um, well, I mean... He does have... All this, the way. He does have... <laughs> I mean... He does have this crazy, manic, amazing energy about him. And he's, and despite the fact that his character is utterly pointless in this movie, besides the fact that it's just getting John Belushi to do his insanity, he does a great job. Um, Which is why one of my most favorite people to watch do improv is Rich Kimmelucci. Right. Uh, so I'm ultimately fine with him, but... My my MVP pick would actually be Slim Pickens, because that that one bit was the one I was the most fine with, and I thought he was the that most... that was like the who's on first of who's on first. Well, but, but no, but like like never mind the nomenclature confusion of like his name and stuff. He did a really good realistic job of just being this old confused dude that was just like I don't fucking know, get away from me, all you. And he never said anything derogatory. That's as, true, as I as far as I can remember. I mean, I think. And then he and then he's had a funny bit about faking pooping out uh, a compass, and throwing shoes into a toilet. I thought he had a really good energy, and like if I ever like got close to smiling in this, it was because of him. And also, like, the way that he kind of gets out of it and how he acts and stuff. Also, because we just had watched Dr. Strangelove, so it was kind of a nice, not continuity, but it was nice to see him, you know, kind of in this realm and world again. Um, I'm ultimately fine with either one, but I wanted to give him props because that one little, uh, that one bit, that one, like, like, that one, um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? I'm just going to call it a fucking sketch. That sketch yeah. was fine to me. So, I'll, whichever you prefer. Slim Pickens is a good choice, I think. Okay. Belushi just... I I, I think Slim Pickens, it, it was rooted more in the story, whereas um, Belushi was kind of... They just threw him into, like you said, let him just do his thing. Well, he also, that character is supposed to be, like, a bit part, and then they got Belushi just doing Belushi things, so they expanded it, and it, like, it doesn't... But you could tell because it didn't give as much to to the, the plot, the story, whatever the case is. Yeah, it adds, it adds like, nothing. Um, cool, so Slim Pickens is the MVP, Eddie Deason is the LVP. In a movie that's got the people that we named, if that's who we're calling out as the best and the worst, something has gone drastically wrong. What else on 1941? Nothing else, please. Can we just finish this up? Move on? (laughs) 
Forget that it happened and get the 200 already? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, a comedy spectacular. It's not a comedy. It's not. It is not funny at all. So don't say that it is. I do also always like Robert Stack. Robert Stack is always good in, like, kind of being normal amongst the chaos, like he is an airplane, mm-hmm. um, and unsolved mysteries. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Robert Stack. Let's score it. Uh, you drew it, so you scored first. What, uh, what score do you have here for 1941? Uh, this, this continuing is... our really just epic run this year. Bad luck. That we've had. Um... Sorry, I'm updating my spreadsheet here Mm -hmm. so I can see. All right, so I really, I didn't enjoy it at all. I I zoned out. I didn't fall asleep. Mm -hmm. So me not remembering it is from lack of engagement of this film. So uh, I'm going to give it, but like you said, it's got the blowing up, Spielberg, you know, Belushi, some of that. I'm going to give it a three and a half. I'm giving it a two and a half. Okay, so a three. I think that's a fair. You're giving it. It's it's just an over. It's just this overblown, misguided mess. Yeah. Um, I want to point out that it is May. (laughs) And this is the eighth film that we've watched this year that has scored a three or below. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, I just counted. Eight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Out uh, of... two, um, uh, one of them was a five. What? I'm re- oh, other things. Yeah, it's not been a good year. We've watched nineteen movies this year. Yeah, and wow, and there's been almost... nineteen movies. Who's your caddy? Got a two. We don't do overall, but do you want me to just say the scores? Oh, I think we just did this like two weeks ago. A <laughs> two, of how bad a it's ten, been. a two point two five. A 1.6, because there were three people who watched it. You know what I'm finding out? A two. I need to buy better movies. Yeah. A two, an 8.5. We just had a bad A nine, a 7.5, a 9.25, a seven, a 1.75, an eight and a half, a two, an eight, a five and a half, a three, a five, a 9.25, and a three. I win. We should watch that (laughs) next, because I think at least that will get a higher score. Sprouse Nixon. (laughs) Can't say that, man. There's a lot of layers now. Man. Yo, uh, you know what disgusts Sprouse. You know what disgusts me about you watching Rudo so much? What? The general concept that one of the Sprouse twins is A, getting more work than his brother, and B, a sex symbol. It's disgusting. Hey, don't knock it till you've tried it's it. It's disgusting. I will, what? What does that mean? I don't know. So it's time. Uh, so, of course, next week we episode 200, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Um, we also have on the docket uh, your nomination, Cloak and Dagger, which I'm sure is going to be fantastic. Uh, well, I really do want to watch that uh, Marvel show that's coming out called Cloak and Dagger. <sighs> Whatever. Um, so it's time for me to draw out of the box. Uh, I am not going to draw out of the box, however. I'm going to peel back the curtain here and reveal that we already know Why what we... Why did you do that? I thought that we said we were going to draw out the box. Because I, I want to be transparent with everybody. So... Uh, Fuck that! Many weeks ago, we're breaking kayfabe here. Many weeks ago, I think I it was I don't even late... know what that means! I've tried to figure it out, but I don't know. I think it's a word Tope made up. No, no, no. It's been around long before. Tope was... Born. Allowed to do most things. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, back when we drew 16 candles, I accidentally drew two cards at once. So, so I was like, well, just pick one. I picked one, and it was what I'm about to say. 
And what I'm about to say is incredibly involved and really and is going to be an undertaking for us. And, we and knew, I'm so freaking excited for yeah. it because you know I love and, ones like this when and, it's complex. And we knew we had 200 coming up. We knew we had like all my vacation and stuff. So like let's let's get to 200, and then once we're past 200, then we can go ahead and do this. So we purposely set it aside because it was rightfully picked. We just had 16 candles was the other card that came out at the same time, so we did that instead because it was easier and quicker to do. So we waited until we got to this moment to reveal it to us. So what was drawn out of the box was Logan, which immediately opens up a long discussion that Sam and I had about how we handled this because the X-Men franchise uh, timeline is about as difficult to decipher as... The Marvel Cinematic Universe. As, like, hieroglyphics covered in semen. Um, I think that that'd be fairly simple. Mind you that we already watched Deadpool this year, which already fucked it up, based on some people's basis. Well, um, yes. But it's it's loose. It's in the universe. Right. It, they it take place in... So Deadpool does take place in yes. this X-Men universe that they've created... However, when we talk specifically about Logan, they are legitimate prequels and sequels. All of these X-Men movies are threaded together. They are made. So we talked to be like We this. talked do we just do the Wolverine trilogy? You can't because I They're know that connected. one one of one of them immediately leads in the days of future past. I've tried to avoid a couple of these movies on purpose cuz they're horrible. Did we, we didn't we didn't Lord we didn't Overseer? Rich Kimmel. I did, yeah. Oh, I already told him what we were going to do, and he was perfect. Because you wanted to watch them all, too. There's several that I did not own on purpose. That we now own. Because I didn't want to own them, because I didn't want to experience them again. Fuck you, Brett Ratner. But now we do. So, we are going to do all nine X-Men movies. Yes. I love it. We're going to do them in three podcasts. We're going to do them in order of release, because we realize doing them in order of release will actually be kind of the right way to do them. So the first podcast will be X-Men, X2, and X-Men The Last Stand. And then the, the second podcast will be uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, X-Men First Class, and The Wolverine. Wolverine. And then the final three will be X-Men Days of Future Past, X-Men Apocalypse, and Logan. Yes. Um, and it also is perfect because it does get us all ready and caught up for the newest X-Men release that's coming out. Dark Phoenix. And Dark also Phoenix. whenever the fuck we get a chance and to Deadpool see Deadpool 2. Um, so, they're going to be done as quickly as possible. That's nine movies. I think all of them are like two hours. That's Some okay. of them are even longer. That's fine. So, you won't get the first one of this until at least after Cloak and Dagger and maybe even longer. We may like be watching these movies actively, but you're not getting the episodes yet. So we might not draw anything out of the box for a while, but we'll hopefully over the summer with not having anything on DVR and TV and stuff, be able to kind of knock these out. friends of the show, uh, the Reals, may be on it with us so we can get Steve's input. Those of you know, that'd be a a seven-hour podcast. A nine-hour podcast, (laughs) just him analyzing fucking James Martin's dumbass visor. (laughs) Oh, he really hates it. He hates it so bad. I think I'm excited for it. So yeah, so Logan is what was drawn. So it's a big undertaking. It's our summer project. So it's really quickly. So you've seen, did you see all three of the original X-Men movies? I've seen all of the movies except for... I've uh, not, only ones I have not seen. Origins, Wolverine. Same. The The Wolverine. Wolverine And and we never saw Apocalypse. Apocalypse, Because, all right, so 
Let's briefly do expectation scores. Can we keep forgetting this? X-Men Origins, Wolverine. What are your expectation scores? A six. Um, my expectation score is a three. Okay. Because I've heard things. The Wolverine? A seven. I will go a tentative seven as well. And then Apocalypse. Oh, man. See, I was so excited for this to come out. So jacked up. And then I heard... Well, I didn't hear because... As you know, on this show, I try really hard not to. Reviews were poor, but all the people who I know saw it actually liked it. Yeah, so I, you know, I I try really hard not to to buy into that, but Mm -hmm. I sometimes get told it. So I'm gonna go with a seven as well. I went with six to be cautious. Yeah, but But all the other ones ones I've seen. I've seen and I've liked. And I've really liked, and I've really not congratulate liked. you, Jackman, for being our first nine-time MVP on the podcast. That's not. Kidding. That's not true. No, I'm kidding. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, don't count January. Can I write January Jones on one card already? No. Please. No. Please. I but really we'll have to wait. There. We have to wait five weeks. We will get there. The inevitable. There's so much to talk it's about. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. There's so much to talk about. I cannot wait it's to a talk great, about it. It's a great it. thing to get us into uh, the next... 50, I cannot wait episodes. to talk about it, about also all the performances and, and how they interact and how much better they've gotten. and Also, just wait until you... Uh, oh, fuck. You have... That's unfair. We're going to have to come up with something for our bet because I technically drew it, so it means you technically have to read all nine packages. So I want to be fair to you because that I'll means... I'll read all nine packages. That's fine. Okay, I guess that's fine because it's not going to be like nine podcasts. There's only going to be three podcasts. Yeah. It's just going to be reading more. That's fine. I'm okay. literate, so I can handle it. All right, fine. You know I'm buying the, the Child's Play movies, right? If you lose this bet. Okay, I'm not losing the bet, so it's fine. Okay. All right. Very well. So, yes, X-Men. I'm going to buy the Beverly Hills Chihuahua movies. Why? You, you're going to have to sit through those? Because it's so much fun what? to think what you're going to Why want. is that your bet? <laughs> because look at your face. I, was like, I forgot those happened. My secret. If you wake up my child because of Beverly Hills Chihuahua, I'm taking her out of this house immediately. Thank <laughs> you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. The last one before 200. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Child Th- that should play? be That should be out. My be biggest outlines. fear of my childhood, you're going to My biggest fear of now is having to sit through the Beverly Hills Chihuahua movies. It's okay, Augie will come watch Do you even know how many of them there are? Three. I thought there was more. Okay, that's not that bad. I, I think. Facebook, Twitter, marriedwithmovies at gmail.com, arcadeaudio.net, slash the mullets to vote. You have one more week, because next week's episode will air... Yeah, it'll still be May. So next week's episode, episode 200, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Um... You'll still have time to vote for the 2016 Mullet Awards, and then we'll close the polls, and then go to patreon.com, and you'll be able to listen to the results, and you'll also be able to listen to our 2015 nominees, which we'll be doing very soon after that. Um, Yeah, with that, anything else? Oh, also, I will say, um, it is starting to slowly become that time of year again. Pod Slam. Three of them. Wonderful. Pod Slam 4, a podcast marathon benefiting Connor's Cure, is coming up this September. Submissions, if you are a podcast that want to, wants to submit and be a part of PodSlam, please, 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 please uh, seek out that information on all social media. Um, I should know it off the top of my head, but I'm tired and my phone is dead, so I do not. 
Um, but I'll tell you next week on episode 200 how you can submit. Just look, search for PodSlam on, uh, at PodSlam on uh, Twitter and Instagram, um, or go to Arcade Audio, search for the PodSlam page, and you can find all that information there. I'm a horrible content director. But I'm also, it's May, like, I'm not into it. But we already have, like, like I think like half a dozen submissions already. Like, this early on, I already have to start listening to stuff. Determining who's going to be coming to the show. And married with movies better be invited. Uh, no. Because Why? Because you're not going to be able to go to Chicago. <laughs> I love how you're acting like you're going to be able to go to Chicago. What? Huh? <laughs> Why would you do that to him? He's listening. <laughs> you just gave Rich a heart attack. Great. Congratulations. Now, they're, now when Jim Belushi has a kid, <laughs> it's going to be rich now. Way to go. Did you know Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3 is called Viva La Fiesta? I'm going to be so articulate for the next 50 episodes. It's amazing. You better hope. You better hope. Because there are a lot more Child's Play movies. There's like six Child's Play movies now. Because there's one, two, three. I, I'm well aware of how many. Bride of Chucky. Home. I think it's called Seed of Chucky. Curse of Chucky. They Chucky another, Nixon. They have another one coming out. <laughs> That's just... I like it when it's a name in front of Nixon because I immediately visualize like who that person is. Chucky Nixon is that asshole kid in your neighborhood that like bullies you, but then like he gets punched in the arm once and he cries to his mom. Hey, yo, that's Chucky Nixon, baddest kid in town. But then he's just like a fucking pussy, likes My Little Pony. My Little Pony made a comeback. It's super popular. It doesn't matter. It's super popular. Guys and girls like it. Why do you have to judge people? I judge people. You're so judgy. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married to the Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Judge Nixon. Chihuahua Nixon. Yeah, Doesn't work. It's too much. Overusing so. it, yeah. You gotta make it short. You gotta make it gross. Piss Nixon. <laughs> Another porn star. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.